0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Cricket.
1: And this is Vaughn.
0: And you are on our podcast, the Shays Lounge. Thank We're you for joining in.
1: Back for another episode. See how we do this time?
0: We might get in a fight. We might not get in a fight. I don't know. I've been teasing that.
1: <laughs> it's always a possibility.
0: <laughs> Vaughn will just won't, never know. Vaughn won't let me talk about certain things on the podcast and so we have disagreements. I don't know if they're like officially like fights, but they are definitely disagreements.
1: Well, they're not fights because if we fought about something, I mean, we don't know how that's going to turn out. I win. (laughs) At least when you let me win.
0: Right. See, that's the thing. It's it's when I I let you win. It's when you you let
1: me win. That's that's, that's the key to a happy marriage right there is if you have a spouse that's willing to let you win sometimes just so you can feel like you've accomplished something.
0: And and you know what? Honestly, (laughs) he's being silly right now, but honestly, that is the key to a good marriage. It goes in both directions. You gotta have some. You gotta have a partner who will let you win sometimes, because everybody needs that win.
1: So wait a minute. So you're saying I never win on my own?
0: I didn't say that. That's what you you just said. I said sometimes I let you win. Well, man,
1: okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. A win's a win.
0: (laughs) We've got a great show this week, I think. Um, first off, how has your week been?
1: Just busy, busy, busy. Just like always.
0: Yeah, busy like a bee.
1: Get my one day off and go try to kill myself because I'm old and try to do stuff out in the yard that I shouldn't be trying to do. Long I, I was
0: up at 7.30 this morning mowing the yard.
1: I was very impressed. I woke up to the sounds, to the sound of a lawnmower and the smell of fresh cut grass. It was Can't great.
0: that. Cannot beat
1: it. It was great. Loved it.
0: We live on about an acre, which I realize in terms of, you know, like East Texas or Texas living is not that much. But for us, it's a lot because we've never lived on that much before. And, you know, it takes us, what, an hour, an hour and 15 minutes to get the yard mode?
1: Yeah, and that's with you on the zero turn doing everything possible and with me on the push mower getting the stuff that you can't get to. Yeah. But today we didn't do the push mower because it didn't really need it. But we've been skipping the edging with the wheat ear for
0: too long. Way too long. Way too long.
1: So that took a little <clears throat> longer than it should have.
0: <laughs> but it looks great. It looks a lot better now. It, it looks. Vaughn nearly killed himself, but it honestly it looks great. Yeah. So I'm I'm very proud of that. So.
1: Yep. So what about you?
0: My week has been interesting because I'm back on Atkins.
1: Oh, and how is that going for you so far?
0: You know what's weird? Once you get past, once you get past the first couple of days on Atkins, it actually gets a whole lot easier because you're not as hungry.
2: Right. Um,
0: and I have to be really careful because if I'm eating all the stuff on Atkins that I'm supposed to be eating and, and really staying away from the carbohydrates like you're supposed to, um, my blood sugar doesn't spike, so it doesn't make me as hungry, and I have to be really careful because I'm not eating as many calories as I'm supposed to be eating. Like yesterday, it was a struggle to get above 500 calories, and that's super, super unhealthy. So I'm having to force myself to eat higher protein, higher calorie meals, drink Adkin's shakes, um, you know, eat the little candy bars that they have because they have sugar content in them right. you know, to get my calorie count up so that my body can function.
1: See, I was going to attempt that, but good gosh, everything that's good in your life has, has carbohydrates. Oh, though. I
0: know. It's... You're really depriving yourself. But, you know, honestly, I've got about 60 pounds I need to lose. This is the quickest way to do it. Once I get that weight off, I think I can go to a calories in, calories out type of thing like I was doing before. It's use just I've Adkins, got to get that weight use off. Use the Atkins
1: diet to get you there, and then the calories in, calories out to maintain. To keep me there. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But it's, it's going to be a struggle to lose the 60 pounds that I've got to lose. And... And I've, I've got to do everything in my power to do. It. I'm going back to. The, I've been back to the gym a couple of times this week. Well, as you could. lose
1: it, let's just hope that my butt don't find it.
0: <laughs> that's usually what happens. You 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 lose weight and then you gain it, and then it brings friends with it, and and that's. That's at least for me, that's been my experience. I've lost weight and then, oh no, I found it again and I have found a bunch of its friends.
1: It's like the, the, the fat cells come back, go, hey,
0: look, I'm back.
1: Did you miss me? Oh, I brought friends. <laughs> I brought friends for you to see.
0: We don't like the fat friends.
1: No, they need to stay away.
0: <laughs> you, you, this doesn't mean anything to you because you don't watch Doctor Who, but, um, the only reason I know what um, adipose tissue, tissue is is because of Doctor Who, because um, they had an episode about a, a weight loss pill that you could take where your adipose tissue would leave, and it turns out that the adipose was aliens. It was it was kind of a bizarre episode, but um, so my
1: muffin top is because of aliens. It's
0: because of aliens. It turned it into aliens, and then it all then they all went to the mothership. Oh. And the adipose tissues were actually really cute. They were like little babies. It sounds like a weird show, but it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it sounds a little creepy.
0: (laughs) Me and the kids watch Doctor Who. We like it a lot. Okay,
1: well, since you're sitting here talking about movies...
0: Oh, TV shows.
1: And TV shows. I have a question. Sure. Who is one of your favorite actors or actresses? And what's, like, some of your favorite movies that they've been in?
0: See, that's a really tough question because... I've got a lot of really fav- a lot of favorite actors but I like them for different reasons okay,
2: like I like, okay, you De- just, just. I like Ryan Reynolds the I like
0: Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool movies because he was made to play Deadpool he was yeah. absolutely made to play Deadpool um, I just got through watching The Great on Hulu which is a um, sometimes true anthology of Catherine the Great and Nicholas Holt who plays Peter um, Peter the Great's son um, the czar of Russia, is just fantastic in that role. I mean, they couldn't have picked a better person for it. But knowing that he plays that role, and it's a completely different character than the role he plays on um, the young mutants. or Not young mutants, but um, he's, he's the young version of the beast on, on the X-Men.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, what not he also in Mad Max?
0: Yes. he And and those are wildly different characters. And he's so good at it.
1: I even have sometimes, because you have some actors or actresses that play these parts. And they do it so well. Because, I mean, like...
0: Like, Michael Scott is always going to be Michael Scott.
1: With Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Yes. Any movie I see Tom Hanks in now, that is not Tom Hanks talking to a soccer ball... Abandoned on an Island. And what was that movie? Um, Castaway. Castaway. That's Forrest Gump talking to a soccer ball. I mean, I see Forrest Gump in every movie he's in it because he just did that one role so well. It's like he just dove into it. Like the way... Uh, gosh, I, I have... This is horrible because I have a, a bad time with names. The guy that played the Joker.
0: Uh, Heath Ledger.
1: Heath Ledger. I mean, he really dove into that character you know and it's like he just went all out giving it everything I have and and once they do that it's just tough seeing them in anything else
0: but then you've got people like Johnny Depp who are basically a chameleon and in every single movie he played yeah we all know him as Captain Jack Sparrow of course because that's an iconic role Willy
1: Wonka was great
0: but Willy Wonka was a completely different character he did not look like Johnny Depp in that role and all when he played the Mad Hatter he didn't look like Johnny Depp And, and he's like this chameleon where he sinks into these roles and he becomes whatever character he's playing instead of it being Forrest Gump playing a different character it is Johnny Depp as this unrecognizable character yeah which is just I can't decide which one I like more
1: see I really like Johnny Depp I, I do I, I, like, watch, I like watching movies these in
0: and I, and I have to admit I ha- mea culpa I, back a few years ago when there was all this controversy about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard I was on the cancel Johnny Depp train Yes, 100%, you were, 100%. 100%. I, I, I was fully behind Amber Heard. And I, guys, I was wrong. I was absolutely 100% wrong about that situation. And I want to come out now and say I am sorry to anybody I said that to, uh, to any, anybody who heard me talk crap about Johnny Depp, I was wrong. And I take it all back. Amber Heard needs to be canceled in a huge way. When she was fired from Aquaman, couldn't have happened to a better person. Yep. That's all I'm saying. You know?
1: Completely agree. Yeah. Because, I mean, because if he would have done the things that she claimed that he was completely responsible for doing, then absolutely he's a piece of crap.
0: Right. But it turns out he didn't do that stuff. It was her. It was all her. And she was making it up to. Get him in trouble and to get him canceled, and that is despicable. Because there are yeah, so many so, people out there. It's so much easier
1: who, to believe that a man is beating his wife
0: than it is the other way around. Right. And that's why men don't report either.
2: Yeah.
0: That's why we don't know how many men get beaten by women, because there are abusive women out there, and we don't know how many men get beaten by women because nobody believes the men when they come forward if no. they even have the courage to come forward.
1: Because it, what, it's not just that the man is getting beat up by some woman. I mean, yeah, he may be getting beat up on her, but the reason he's getting beat up by her is because we don't want to hit her back. You know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it's just something you're not supposed to do.
0: And I'll be honest, you know, there, there was a, a picture of Amber Heard where, where she had a black eye and everything. Everything that I've heard points to that being a defensive black eye from when she was beating the crap out of Johnny Depp and he swung back.
1: Well, you only take so much. I mean, man, woman, doesn't matter. I mean, if you're sitting there getting wailed on, you're only going to accept so much before you finally said, enough's enough.
0: Yeah, and I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm saying that's what, from everything I've heard... It makes me think that that's what happened. Yeah. And Johnny Depp is in no way to blame for that. No. Because that's a reaction at that point. Right. So yeah, I I, I was on that I was on that train hardcore and guys, I'm sorry, I'm off it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Sometimes I'm wrong. I know it is a crazy thing to believe.
1: Wait, what is today's date?
0: Yeah. Well, it is. <laughs>
1: yeah. You go mark the calendar. Mark the calendar because cricket. admitted they were wrong about cricket
0: something. has admitted wrongness. Oh, and we've
1: got it recorded, so and we, we have it recorded for posterity. I'll <laughs> have to play this back at your funeral.
2: <laughs>
0: I remember one day. I hope you have fun at my funeral. I want my funeral to be like, you know, people getting together and drinking beer and, you know, having a good old time
2: yeah
0: anyway i don't want to get sad or anything just let that let that be on the record that i want people having fun at my funeral i remember um my my friend uh my friend leslie who passed away a few years ago um we went we went to her funeral in uh tennessee which is quite a ways from texas but i was going to be there and um at the end of the at the end of the service we uh let loose those Chinese lanterns, you know, the ones that have the little flame in the bottom of them and they blow up and then they float off and everything. And I remember these Chinese lanterns were floating up into the sky and they were so beautiful watching them go up. And then some of them went across the river from Tennessee and went over into Arkansas. And we were thinking, man, these things might actually burn the forest down. Because they were headed toward the woods in Arkansas, and thankfully it was kind of a wet day, so it, you yeah. know it, the rain kind of kept it from setting Arkansas on fire. But knowing Leslie and knowing her feelings toward Arkansas, she would have loved it if we had burned Arkansas down.
1: See, that's like I saw this guy post something online one day. He said, uh, "At my funeral, there is going everybody that shows up at the graveside." is going to get a taser. Last man standing gets my truck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, that's great. <laughs> I've
0: got to tell you, one of my favorite mem- memories from a funeral is uh, a funeral I went to as, as a child. My father actually a- officiated. Do you officiate funerals? Sure. Okay, wh- whatever. Anyway, he did the eulogy. Like, right. the main, like he was the main pastor for the main eulogy. And I remember this was... I don't remember if this happened while I was still in Kentucky or if this was after we moved to Texas, but this is, it was out in the backwoods. All these people showed up in hoopties. I'm talking like trucks and hoopties. Um, all the women were huge. All the women were tiny, like broomstick tiny. You just said
1: all the women were huge and all the all, all, the, all were tiny. the
0: men All the men were tiny. Oh, okay. They had about three teeth among them.
1: Sounds like Kentucky.
0: It was probably Kentucky, and I just remember this one wedding wreath because it was a square one. It looked like a cape that had been turned on its side, okay. and it was roses. Okay, and it was white roses, and it had an old school telephone. You know the kind with the with the, the handset, and and you know the, the handset cradle, and it it had an old timey and it was just kind of glued up there in amongst the roses and the message on that was jesus called gertrude answered and i will i will never forget that to my dying day because it was the funniest thing i have ever seen in my entire life it was just the weirdest most redneck funeral i have been to in my entire life and that that funeral wreath absolutely took the cake
1: so, Jesus called her on the landline and said, hey, come on.
0: <laughs> it was awesome. It was well, the best thing then, I've ever seen. All,
1: I wonder if he called collect or...
0: Yeah, he would have had to have called collect because I think heaven is long distance. You have to have one of those prepaid cards. You remember those prepaid cards? Well,
1: yeah. well, back then, I mean, 30 miles down the road, you're paying long distance.
2: Oh, yeah. So I, remember... I remember
1: in high school, I, I went out with a girl for a little while from Corrigan, and that was long distance. Yeah. And from a town. I mean, that was only about an hour and a half from us. Mm-hmm. And that was a long distance. You know, we have family that lived in East Texas and different places. And it was just, I mean, everything was a long distance. If it wasn't in your same area code,
0: yeah, if
2: it wasn't was a long the same distance.
0: Well, do you remember when they split up the area codes in East Texas? I remember when they did that. Oh, the four and the And the 936. And
1: they did the same thing in Houston. Used yeah. to, everything used to be 713 and now it was... 713 and what's the other one? Like? 281.
0: 281, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I remember them switching. Uh, okay, we're getting like off topic here. We're going down rabbit well, trails and
1: everything. Well, rabbit holes are the best thing <laughs> to go. I mean, that's like the YouTube rabbit holes.
0: You get into a lot of YouTube rabbit holes.
1: I mean, like like we were talking the other day. I mean, I'll get on YouTube because somebody will send me a link to about some something to do with a video game. <coughs> Excuse me. And the next thing I know, I'm back stuck on watching scare prank videos.
0: And he, guys, he loves scare pranks. And this is one of the main things in our marriage that we are never going to agree on. I hate scare pranks.
1: So much. Well, I mean, I don't really do them to anybody.
0: You do them to me. Guys, okay, so.
1: I actually did it to a guy at work the other day. And when I did it, he actually yelled. And it was the best night of my week.
2: (laughs) It was awesome.
0: Now, one thing I I don't, one thing that I have asked Vaughn not to do, and that's scare prank the kids. That's the only thing I've asked him not to do because I think it.
1: So then she gets mad if I scare prank her.
0: Well, there's nobody left. Scare prank your buddies at work. That's fine. Do that. No, it's
1: more fun to do it at
2: home.
0: He, he will get on his knees. Like, I'll, I'll be in the bathroom taking a shower or, or whatever. And he will get on his knees, hands and knees, outside the door and wait for me to come out. And, and the, the light will be off in the bedroom. And I'll walk out the bathroom door and he'll go.
2: And grab her leg. And grab
0: my leg.
1: And usually it's like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, she might have dropped
1: not, dropped a few f bombs here and there, and yeah. with a u at the end. Get what He's, I mean.
0: Okay, so there's two reactions that you have. Well, there's three reactions when you have that you have when somebody scares you. You fight, you flight, or you freeze. Right? He's lucky that I freeze instead of flight, uh, fight, because otherwise he'd have gotten kicked in the head more than once.
1: Yeah, that's okay though. It, it's worth it. Just I just got to start setting up a camera so I can actually catch your reaction on it. That will make it even better when I go back and watch it. You know, having a bad day. And I like, oh, I know what I could do. Watch,
0: watch the that. scare prank on my wife.
1: Watch this video I made.
0: Watch her pee a little.
1: <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to stop scaring you because I don't want to be peed on. <laughs> That's as, not something I desire.
0: As far as setting up a, a camera to catch things, I, I got a question to ask you because that brought up a memory. Uh-oh. <laughs> so... When a child is in a predicament.
1: <laughs> yeah, I already know where this is going, but go ahead.
0: What is your first instinct? Do you go save them from the predicament? And I'm not talking life-threatening danger. I'm not talking they're being faced down by a wolf or they're about to fall off a cliff or, you know, not life-threatening danger. When they are in a predicament, is your first instinct to go and get them out of the predicament or is your first instinct to go get your camera?
1: if you are a good loving parent your first thing you should always do when your child is in a predicament is <clears> take <throat> photos of it so you can prove it to them later <laughs> just like the photo that you took of our young child our son when he was maybe he,
0: no, he he couldn't have been even that old.
1: Because he was still in diapers. He was
0: still in diapers. He was just I barely walking. He had mowing
1: the backyard. He was, he was
0: about 14, 15 months old.
1: And he goes to climb up on the lawnmower. Now, luckily, you know, I know he was running around, so I had the lawnmower off, had the key with me. There's no way he could turn it on. But the handle that raises and lowers the blade is kind of sticks up on the side. Well, he went to go climb up and got his shorts stuck on it.
0: <laughs> and then tripped.
1: And then tripped. So he was dangling by his shorts, (laughs) yelling for his mother to come save his life because he thought he was about to die. And what does his mother do? I grabbed the camera. Okay, hold on. Let me go get the camera. I want to take a picture of this first.
0: I've still got the picture. It shows up in my Facebook memories every year. It
1: does on mine, too. It shows up on mine because you shared it with me.
0: It's the best picture ever. And he's like he's squealing. But but then I, I took the picture real quick and then I saved him and, and everything was fine and, and he was fine. He's
1: scarred for life now. That's why he didn't call you for help because he thinks you're just gonna take pictures of him There
0: there was another instance where he got himself high centered on a tote. You know you know those yeah, you know those rubber made totes, the plastic yeah. totes that you, you carry things in. So um we had one of those that we were using as a toy box. And it was probably what, sixteen inches high. I mean it was Yeah.
2: It sixteen, 30. eighteen inches
0: high, it wasn't too big. But this, you know, nine, 10 month old child who's just walking um, gets himself over there and he's trying to get toys out of the toy box. And he leans over the edge and then overbalances because <laughs> he's got, he kind of has a big head when he was a baby. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> so was he was 15 pounds or 12 over his head.
0: So he overbalanced and he got hung on the lip of this thing and he can't move up or down. And he can't drag himself over into the tote so that he can get up. He, he, he's stuck. He just high-centered himself. So what did I do as a good, loving parent? I that's went and got the camera, did. and I still have this picture to this day. And it shows up in my Facebook memories every year because it's just it's a beautiful thing.
1: <laughs> well, like I said earlier, that, that's just the responsibility of a good, loving parent. Is you have to take pictures of the predicaments they get in, just so that you can show it to them later and go, "Remember this?" And they're like, "No." Okay, well, don't worry. I'll, I'll bring it back out the first time you bring a girl or boy over. Let me, show, let me show you what he did when he was little. Let me show you what she did when she was little. <laughs> that that's a that's a parent's job. It's embarrassing. That's true.
0: I've got pictures of the kids <clears throat> when they were over at the babysitter's house, and they got hold of a Sharpie marker. And my daughter took the Sharpie marker and marked all over my son's face, all over his onesie, all over the couch that the babysitter had, all over the carpet, all over the wall. And they spent a lot of time and time out that day. <laughs> but let me tell you, if you want to get Sharpie marker out of a carpet, off a wall, or out of a yeah, out of a car, out of a uh, couch. Go with a Mister Clean Magic Eraser. They are not paying me to say this. I'm saying this because it actually worked. Um, we got Sharpie marker out of a carpet with a Magic Mister mag, Clean Magic Eraser.
1: Yeah, and I can actually remember doing that. Because mm-hmm. we lived
0: in a rent house at the time, and we were trying to get our deposit back.
1: And somebody, I'm one of the kids, wrote it on the floor with a marker, and I went, like, "Oh my gosh!" And I remember you started getting online, trying to figure out how to get marker up out of off a carpet. And like the first three articles you read said, Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Mm-hmm. So you hauled butt to the store, came back. I'm like, this is stupid. This is dried up marker. This crap is not coming up. She gave me the mark, gave me the Magic Eraser. Did like I said, get it wet, start scrubbing. And it was the weirdest crap ever because it didn't take the good old elbow grease.
0: No, it just came right I up. I mean,
1: it's like it just. It magically, it did what the name said. It magically erased this marker, and I was just like, holy crap, I can't believe that it just worked like that.
0: Yeah, it, it was amazing. So, you know, take this from us. We've used it. We've seen it in action. I've seen it on more than one surface. If you want to get something clean, go with Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, and maybe one day we'll have enough listeners that they'll pay me to say that. But here's your free endorsement.
2: Right. <laughs> but if
1: you're, but if we use your product and it sucks, we're going to say that too. <laughs>
0: No free rides with the Shays Lounge. Right. We're
1: going to tell it (laughs) like it is. If it's good, we'll give you props. If it sucks, we're going to make sure everybody knows.
0: So, I know what's been going good about your week. What has been irking you this week?
1: What is the same thing that irks me every freaking week? You know I drive a truck.
0: I know you drive a truck.
1: You know I drive a truck at night.
0: I know you drive a truck at night.
1: And I drive on a lot of farm market roads and a lot of back roads. And this goes to everybody out there.
0: Guys, listen up.
1: If you drive at night and you have your freaking brights on and you see a car coming at you, turn the dang things off. It, it's, it's like if I'm on a road and I pass 13 cars, it's like 11 of them don't know how to turn the dang brights off.
0: Well, I wonder if that's because um, it, when you're when you're in a small car, like when I'm in tiny car, I have a Ford Focus. We call it tiny car. When I'm in tiny car and I am face-to-face with an 18-wheeler, the the lights on that 18-wheeler are high enough up off the ground that they're interfering with my line of sight, and it's making it really hard to see as though you have your brights on. I know you don't, but it it feels that way from something that's that low to the ground. Yeah, and
1: I have some people flash me their brights, and I'm like, okay, click, there's my high beam. Now turn yours off.
0: yeah. So well, I, I wonder I wonder if they're off. just reacting because they think that you as you know, the truck driver that's up off the ground, you, you have your brights on and so they're not thinking that they need to turn theirs off.
1: I, I don't know, but it's every freaking night. So that's what irks me more than anything.
0: And it if makes I could it...
1: legally throw eggs out my car window in <laughs> every dang car I would have to buy like two dozen eggs a night, but I would gladly and joyfully and I would just love it. Just a chunk of an egg at every dang one of you that don't know how to turn your brights off.
0: <laughs> so guys, listen up if you don't want if you don't want unborn poultry flung your way. You might want to turn those check the check those brights, make sure they're turned off. Oh.
1: So yeah, that that's mm, every mm, yeah. And I, every. and I'm
0: I'm assuming that makes it pretty hard to drive down those little county roads and farm to market roads too, because they're pretty narrow, so it makes it a little harder to see the edge of the road
1: yeah because some of them are not very wide Mm -hmm. and when we're loaded you better hope your car can get off the road and get back on the road because I will not leave the pavement Mm -hmm. on those small roads
0: well I mean you you legally can't
1: and if we pass each other and I will stop as close to the edge as I can get and let you go around hope you can get around and back out of the ditch because if not you're backing up Mm
0: -hmm. because I'm not well can't 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 really because especially at night you know it, it you just don't have the the backup lights to be able to do that not no. safely especially down those little windy roads Yes,
1: that's what I was gonna say Try backing up an 18-wheeler down a windy road at night yeah that's not very fun
0: that's not safe so I wanted to ask you this week um, you know we've been told to that, that we could do a few more stories so I want to get into some stories and you tell some of the best stories, especially about baseball.
1: Oh, I am going to say, because come on now, some of those may not want to go public.
0: <laughs> but I like listening to stories about... <coughs> excuse me, I got something in my throat. I like listening to stories about when you were playing baseball. Because Vaughn started playing baseball in the uh, 8, 9, 10-year-old league. It was
1: the 8, 9-year-old league. <coughs> way, but, 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 the, but the way my birthday falls... Which is at, toward the end of July. I was in the eight and nine year old league first time I played organized baseball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was eight, but I was playing as a nine year old. Okay. Which really wasn't that big of a deal, except for when I got into like the 10, 11, 12 year old league. Because now I was nine playing against 12 year olds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when I got into the fifteenth through 18 league, I was 14. Playing against eighteen-year-olds,
0: right? So, so that puts you at a disadvantage, and you so had to become really good really quickly.
1: I mean, I it, it, it all but forced me <coughs> to push harder to get better. Because if not, my butt wasn't getting off the pine. Mm-hmm. And I had to ride the bench a few times, quite a few times in my life playing, and I did not like it. Right. I was like, this is not the place for me.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about what you remember um, about your first day of organized baseball practice.
1: (laughs) Eight years old, playing for the Mets.
0: That's good because Jesus hates the Yankees.
1: (laughs) But I can remember showing up for practice and the first day of practice, coach was putting people in different positions and he looked at me and goes, you look like a catcher go put the gear on and my first thought was what gear and then when he gave it to me i was just like um I, i've never put this on before i have no idea what you want me to do with this <laughs> so he had to actually come over and show me how to put on the catching gear and but once i got it on and got behind the plate oh my
0: God. you were I, home huh
1: I, I, it felt like home <clears throat> oh my gosh, I love... Literally,
0: literally and figuratively. Yeah,
1: I, I love that position so much, especially as I got older and was playing it because it, it was fun sitting there talking to the umpire. I enjoyed talking to the batters. You know, if they let a good pitch go by, you know, I'd be the butthole that would thank them for not swinging at it. Or if they swung at a bad one, I'd ask them, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and I got to where I had a really good arm behind the plate and my favorite times of every game was when anyone would try to steal second base on me. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And and it didn't happen a whole lot. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because they got to where they knew if they did, I I, I was going to throw them out. Unless the pitcher had a really slow delivery, which a lot of times when guys steal bases, they don't necessarily steal bases on the catcher. It falls on the pitcher more times than not. And I can say that because once I got done with the catching, my career went straight to pitching after that.
0: Well, they saw you throwing these baseballs from home to second and how fast and how accurate you were. And they went, oh, maybe you should be pitching.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, granted, I did get to pitch, and that was once I got into high school. They wouldn't let me catch anymore. Uh, Up until that point, I... I mean, right before I got into high school, I was really pitching more than I was catching, Mm -hmm. but it was always like, being behind the plate is where it still felt like home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think my first time I ever actually was told to, hey, go try to see if you can pitch, it was in that 10 lane program of the league. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I can remember hitting a guy that night. (laughs) He cried, I cried, it was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> I felt bad because I I did I hurt this kid when I hit him Yeah, I, mean, I hit him right in the side
0: wild thing
1: I mean it, it, <laughs> it hurt him and I felt absolutely horrible you know just hitting someone knowing that you caused their pain was tough especially at that age because it was my first time doing it but you know as I got older you know hitting people eh, that's part of the game Sometimes they deserve it. Sometimes some one of their teammates really deserved it, but you didn't get a chance to get the teammate, so you put you took it out on somebody else. I mean, that happened a few times. You know, somebody did something that you didn't really like, you just look over, it's like, all right, he's number 14. I'll be watching for him to come up. And there was times in high school I mean, I actually had my coach mad at me one day because there was a guy that kept running his mouth. And I told coach, I said, well, next time he comes back up, dude, I don't care if the game is tied and the bases are loaded and he comes up, I'm ear-holing him.
0: Explain what an ear-hole is.
1: The ear-hole that you listen out of, I put a baseball right in his ear-hole.
0: Explain why you do that as opposed to throwing for center mass.
1: Well, no, no. I didn't try to hit him. I tried to scare him. And this is why I threw it right at his head. Because when you throw it at somebody's head, you have a chance to move. You know, you can react quick enough to move. Uh, When I actually wanted to hit somebody, you aim two inches behind their back. Because when you have a ball coming at you that fast, your first reaction when you see it is to back up. And it was going fast enough that once you backed up, you realize, oh, crap, I'm screwed. Because you don't have time to move twice. But I actually threw it, and I told Coach, I said, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw at his head, or I'm going to hit it in one of the two. But the guy got up, and there was nobody on base. And I did throw at his head, try to scare him. But he didn't move. <laughs> he did not move. He didn't budge. His whole body just froze up. It hit him right in the ear hole, like I said. The third base coach on their team picked up the ball, and tossed it back to me. It hit off at of his head and bounced back to the third base coach. The helmet went off his head. <laughs> it broke the earpiece off his helmet. And my first reaction was, you idiot, why didn't you duck?
0: <laughs> Guys, don't try this stuff at home.
1: <laughs> but there was a few times that, you know, a lot of times when I threw at people, it was a scare them uh there but yeah, there was a few times that, yeah, I threw at someone with a sole intent to seeing how bad I could hurt them because they ran their mouth too much, and I just need to show them that yeah, well, you got me that time, but I'm gonna get you then.
0: Well, in these baseball movies, where you see these guys calling where their where their hit is going to go when they when they point out to the stands oh. and they point out, yeah, those are the guys that get earholed guys. Well, like in so, Major League,
1: when when uh, when he called his shot, and the, and the pitcher threw at him. If you know anything about baseball, there should have been no one surprised about that, because <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm pitching and you go to call your shot. <laughs> You're on your next thing. You're going to be doing is walking to first if you can move on your own. Because I'm <laughs> going to drop you, <laughs> and I'm going to drop you hard. Don't do that.
0: And pitchers are like that. You see it in the majors. You see it in the minors. You see it everywhere. If you mess with a pitcher, they have the means with which
2: to get, to get back
0: right. at you, and they'll do it. It you don't see it a whole lot in major league games because those guys are. You oh, know, it happens. But it but it does. It definitely happens.
1: But I guess you could always I mean you, yeah, you could it charge them out and hope the, for the best. You or know, you
0: could end up like that guy that don't charged. Don't be Nolan like Robin Ryan. Ventura.
1: You know. He was an idiot. He charged Nolan Ryan. <laughs> Nolan Ryan headlocked him and beat the crap out of him. That was dumb on his part. But yeah, I have I have definitely hit quite a few people on purpose. Yeah. Because either they hit me when I was batting, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting even. Or if they get a good hit off of me, hey, if you get a hit, run, run your bases, do what you got to do, go on about your business. Yes, you get a good hit, by all means, you celebrate. But don't over-celebrate.
0: Right. And don't like your you mouth. Act like you've been there.
1: Senior year in college, we had this, I can't remember what team we were playing, but they had this little kid. He was a freshman on their team he was maybe five six little bitty scrawny kid batted left-handed and the school that I went to we had a 400 foot fence in center field and it was a 20 foot high fence so it was a big field a big fence well his first time up he hits one over that 400 foot fence he's a home run off of me and I was just like holy crap where did that come from
0: that's like Bregman because he's or, or uh pool holes
1: no, Pulhos is huge. You're no, talking no, about who, who, Bregman for uh, the Astros. Bregman for the Astros, but who? Who's the other? The, the
0: other Altuve. 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 Yeah. But little bitty guy.
1: He was about that size, and I was like, "Holy crap, where did that come from?" Was well, next time up, he did the same dang thing, hit another over no, almost the same spot, and I was like, I, "I'm just flabbergasted because this is like the only kid on their team even getting hits off of me, but he keeps doing this." Third time up. If he would have hit it by another two foot higher, he would have had three in a row. And I was just like, this is freaking nuts. But he ended up getting a double out of it. And when he got... To, and the other times he hit the home run, he ran his bases, he did his thing. But when he stopped on second that day, he looked up at me and he started mouthing about bringing that wheat crap up in his house and kept on. And being out there the umpires we had were normally there more often you know we kind of had the same few Mm -hmm. and i can remember the umpire's face because he heard him say this uh the umpire looked at me and goes don't kill him and i'm like well you heard that right and he goes he just i just remember him just shaking his head and walking off well the next time he got up i got my revenge I did my whole, it was everything I had. I threw it right about two inches behind his back. He backed up. He didn't turn to take it. He flinched, hit him right in the side, broke two ribs, and I asked him, who's the, now.
0: We're not condoning this, people. You have to understand, he's just telling you about what he did. We do not (laughs) condone hurting people.
1: (laughs) But in every sport, there's a place for it.
0: In every sport, it happens. And you don't realize until you're actually in the sport of baseball. You know, ev- everybody knows the NFL is rough. Everybody knows that soccer is rough. You barely touch a soccer player and they go flopping across the ground. You know, like you have tried to murder them.
2: Right.
0: You know, uh, lacrosse oh,
2: is basically game.
0: lacrosse is basically kill the man with the ball.
1: Except for you get sticks to kill. Except the man you, with you get sticks <laughs> to kill him with.
0: But you don't realize, because baseball is such a slow game and because it's such a
1: non-contact, it's sport.
0: non-contact sport, you're not expecting it to be as violent it is as it is. But benches have been cleared. Riots have happened. You know, people have been hit and people have been hurt for doing things like calling shots and...
1: Oh, there's been some nasty Melbourne. bench between, like, the Red Sox and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how much crap Pedro Martinez got that year. I can't remember the coach's name, but he actually came out with the with the baseball players, and he went right after a player. And this was an old man, like 60s, 70s old guy. And Pedro's like, excuse me, and just kind of grabs him and throws him on the ground. He's like, get away from me. I can't believe you threw down this old man. everybody's like, but he went after him. What was he supposed to do? You don't just let somebody beat you up.
0: Maybe he could have like grabbed him and held him away,
1: but he did. He kind of he, he went right after him, s- s- trying to throw blows at him. He oh just grabbed goodness. him and just threw him down. Now, grant he could have just popped him right in the face and probably knocked him out for a week, but he didn't. Yeah, you know he did. He just grabbed him and threw him down. But it's it, but what's funny about it is that when you see like a, a where you think a catcher, I mean a, a batter gets thrown at or hit, and if he makes any inclination at all like that he might be considering charging the mound you see that catcher ready just to pounce on him like a a spider monkey
0: because that catcher needs to stop him because
1: that's one of the catcher's jobs is you don't let the guy get to your pitcher in the first place right but there's been times where pitchers have said hey I'm going to throw at him I'm going to hit him if he charges me you let him come I don't care and they'll kind of be slow to react to come out to stop the guy but you can see him just make any kind of motion, like he's gonna even consider it. Here comes the dugouts. The, the, the bullpens that are on the other side of the mound. I mean, the other side of the fence. Doors come flying open, and you've got all these pitchers coming. It's like, man, if we're gonna brawl, it's gonna be the whole team. I mean, it's like everybody just, whoosh, just swarms where this is going on. And you see most of them over there just laughing and joking about it. But, man, they wanted to be a part of it. They, they take off running. They're ready to
0: go. <laughs> I just imagine these a big, giant slap fights.
1: But there's net no, Some of them have been – I mean, you've seen blows thrown. I mean, they've had guys that have gotten trouble for taking his helmet off and swinging his helmet at people.
2: Well,
0: what did I, – I remember watching the playoffs last year um, – when the Astros were in the playoffs, was it the Astros coach that got into so much trouble for going after the umpire? Or was it the other guy?
1: Nah,
0: I don't remember. I don't remember, but um, he, he was out there on the field making a fool of himself. Oh. Because okay. he didn't like a call. Well, that's just... And they they were, they were like, the cameras were kind of watching the dugouts to see what we, what were the players well, were going to do. Because a
1: lot of times when a coach does that, more times than not, if a coach goes out there and shows his butt, argues a call, stands up for his team, more times than not, that can be a momentum changer in a game. Because mm-hmm. now granted, sometimes some of these guys will be like, oh, God, there goes coach, being an idiot again. But it's the ones that are usually calm, and then they blow up like that. You know, that really gets the – it'll kind of like get the team going. You know get some kind of fired up they're ready to go you know they want to go hey our coach just went out there and looked like an idiot standing up for us so we got to go make it worth his while
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know and, and that coach will get thrown out and then they're like trying to force him out because you know if you, if you get thrown out at that point <laughs> they're gonna get their money's worth they're gonna get right. every little bit they can like the guy that got so mad about a call at second or third base and he just threw his hat kicking dirt so he just picks up this, the base and just takes it off with him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like forget it, you can't call on this bag anyway. So I'm just going to take it with me. And he goes <laughs> off into the dugout and out into the locker room with the damn face with him, which is great. Everybody's like, "That's
0: awesome." <laughs> That's so silly.
1: Seen one that act- just went crawling behind the mound and picked up the rosin bag that the pitchers use and act like he was pulling a pin on it and chunking a grenade at the umpire. I mean, some of them get pretty creative. It's great. <laughs> they look like idiots sometimes, but every now and then, it's, 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 it's good to see a good coach just really gets riled up.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to I want to hear um, some more of your stories next week when we're talking about this stuff. We're kind of coming to the end of the podcast, so we want to kind of wind down a little bit. We've talked about a bunch of stuff on on here today, and I'm kind of proud of that. I feel like we've had a good mix of Subjects.
1: Oh, just so everybody knows too that we are planning on having another guest this week, uh, next week. Sorry, next week. Yes, uh, Rika. She was going to join us this week. Uh, <clears throat> we kind of didn't really plan real well this time, and so we kind of forgot to say something to her. But we've been, uh, she's been chatting with her, and I think that she is going to come and be with us next. Wait, what is the girl's name? Uh, Rika. Rika, okay.
0: Rika is uh, coming to join us next week. She's going to talk about terraforming and whether or not building a bridge and building up berms counts as terraforming because I think it does and Vaughn thinks it doesn't. So we're going to have a tiebreaker on this one. (laughs) And we're going to ask her some more questions. It's not just going to be about that. If you have a
1: tiebreaker, her vote don't count unless she agrees with me. (laughs) But anyway, we've already been talking about her, so we are definitely planning on having her with us in this next week. Uh, We had a really good podcast a couple weeks ago with my oldest son when he was telling us his Daisy stories. And that's Uh, gotten a lot
0: of really positive We are going...
1: He is definitely scheduled to be back with us as well sometime very soon because not only does he have those stories, he has some other good stories from... Things what? that he's pulled in Call of Duty, some thing like he sent me a video last night. It was freaking hilarious. He had a riot shield.
0: Just, oh, well, don't don't go just in real let quick. Him, let him This sell. guy
1: was looking for him, and he manages to somehow get behind the guy, and like does an execution move on him, which it was just and the guy was probably just completely flabbergasted. But I'll let him tell more about that. Uh, he's got some great Dungeons and Dungeons, uh, D&D stories, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Because he's he really enjoys playing that kind of stuff.
0: We're also we're gonna have Rando on. Um, He's one of my buddies. Um, Yeah. We're gonna have him on to just talk about just random stuff. Um, Oh yeah,
1: and and when Rika's on, she will be talking about more than just um, misconforming about what terraforming is.
0: Yeah. Well, misconforming whatever. But um, I'm right and you're wrong, so we'll just have to go from there. Anyway, I'm
1: this one without you letting me win. <laughs> Rika, heads up: if you agree with her, just change your thoughts.
0: <laughs> well, we will see you guys next week. And Vaughn, where can people find you online? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a? No, we we need to get you hooked up with Instagram and Twitter so people can actually find you online.
1: Yeah, I don't have any of that stuff. I don't spend much time on. It. Media.
0: Yeah, uh, but anyway, you can find the Shays Lounge at the Shays Lounge on Instagram, the Shays Lounge on Twitter. That's Shay spelled S-H-E-A with an S. And um, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Cricket Shea. Um Anyway, just uh, let us know what you like. Let us know what you, what don't, you don't like.
2: like
0: <laughs> and we will definitely take it into consideration. In the meantime, we love you.
2: See you next time.